We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow coming to you on March 2nd. It's Thursday night. It's about 9.15, and the Dallas Mavericks just played the early game on TNT. Shout out to that. <laughs> 6.30 start time, and the Dallas Mavericks gave us a show for the ages. That's the kind of game that we'll be referencing, I think, for a long, long, long time. How are you, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. Um I'm these windshield wiper Mavericks games might be bad for the soul in terms of us like trying to get a read on this team, but in terms of just like neutral entertainment value, I don't think you can beat some of these games that the Mavericks have been playing lately, even in the losses. So kind of reminded me of the 2003 Mavs a little bit. Uh, so this was another fun one. At least well, they won this time. So it wasn't like, you know, actual fun. <laughs> right. And and just, you know, if you didn't watch this game, because honestly, you know, weird storm tonight here in North Texas blew out a lot of people's power. Also, I mean, Mavericks haven't like they've been one in five in these in these, you know, last six. It's not it's not been terribly fun. Some really heartbreaking losses. So if you tuned out tonight, I really wouldn't have blamed you. And then what happened was the Dallas Mavericks, what they did here, and this is really unique. What they did was they ran the make shots offense (laughs) and they, I mean, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic combined for 82 points on what is this 18 of 44 from the floor. And they had 18 assists and eight rebounds between the two of them. It was supercharged and it was, it was fun. It was real fun. Um, The 76ers shot 58% from the floor. 44% 44% from three. They made 24 free throws and they uh, they lost by seven. <laughs> Which is pretty um, remarkable. <laughs> the Mavericks made 25 of 48 from three. Mm. Oh my God. You're never, I mean, 
remember we talked about like it's really hard to lose a game when you make a lot of threes. I think that was the Lakers game. Yep. Um, well, they ended up making even more. Like, I mean, it's just 25 of 48. That's got to be there. There's got to be some, that's got to be touching some sort of historical significance there. Um, I can't remember the last time I've seen a team shoot that many three, like shooting 48 threes and making 52% of them is just, it's outrageous. You're just, that's a cheat code. You're never going to lose a game. I mean, well, even when you play some, you know, you still play the worst defense ever. Like you're, you're still going to win. I mean, I'm looking through the guys who shot threes, two players on the Mavericks. So it's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Mavericks shot threes. Okay. Uh-huh. Two of those eight shot under 50%. <laughs> if I'm reading this right. Yeah, no, I am. This is nuts. So it's like Irving, Doncic, and Bullock were responsible for 18 of the 25 makes just between <laughs> those three. Like that, like when Luca's hitting threes, it, he it's is, over. It, it's over. It, it, and that's been the case for a long, long time. You know, what we're not telling, and, and, you know, it was a tightly contested game up until halftime. The Mavericks looked good. The The Sixers looked good. And then in the third quarter, the Mavericks just ran away with it. I mean, it was a 12-point game within two minutes, and then it was a 25-point game, which you didn't know, and that made me laugh. Like, you look away, and the game was just out of control, and then all of a sudden, you know, the offense stalled just enough for the Mavericks to let the Sixers crawl all the way back into it. And for as much as we rail and have railed and will rail in the future on head coach Jason Kidd, Doc Rivers did committed kind of a, a, a sin tonight and that he left his bench in a minute longer than he should have. The Sixers whittled it all the way down to four points from up 25. And they did this in a, in a quarter guys. Like that's how bad this Dallas defense yeah, is. They did it, it in like a minute. It felt like it was, <laughs> it was the fastest 17 0 run of all time. Kid was calling timeouts. Like they were trying stuff. It just wasn't working. Cause the Sixers yeah. are a talented and huge team. Yeah. For once we don't have any kid criticisms here, at least. In, no, in not in that regard at game. all. Yeah. yeah it, the, it, this was like, just, this was, they don't have the horses to stop the, the Sixers and they, they, they got out from under it just long enough. And so, Four-point game, Luca's back in, and Kyrie is in as well. And Luca hits uh, – did Luca hit two threes? Was he it basically – uh, Kyrie and Luca hit back-to-back threes to That's make it – That's what it was. It went from five to 11 in like and then the game 30 was, seconds. the game was over. That, right, yeah. Sixers never got it closer to like seven or eight. After though, though the Sixers five, did whittle it all the way down again because poor Josh Green, who we've been really advocating for, had like three brain parts in a yeah. row. This was this was the kind of game from him that's like that sucked, but you just you take you know you take it. It's the right. good, he had like four turnovers. He had four turnovers. Josh yeah. Green. It was not. He good. never has turnovers. That's wild. Yeah, not good. But he also, I mean, he was on the floor for a lot of good moments too. And it, it, you know, it's just like he saw well, well. He started the game and yeah. kid gave <laughs> wow kid, what a kid, difference it makes right kid gave grant afseth of dallasbasketball.com the it was he basically like like grant asked the simple question and credit to grant for asking it because i just apparently people don't do this to kid or whatever so he asked like why josh green hasn't started and the answer kid gave what was it was like a 45 second soliloquy 
that did not address the question whatsoever. It was like watching a presidential debate where someone just takes the prompt and starts talking about something else. Um, and Green started, and I think he like Green affects the energy. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a palpable thing. I doubt you can really see it in the stats. Sometimes but, it's negative energy. Like sometimes it's too chaotic. But you take yes. like you take it right. Like it's, well, they it's need just that energy right, because right. Luca always comes out with a methodical. Yes, I want to see what's happening, and that like some games that just doesn't fly. I mean, the announcers, you know, Reggie uh, Reggie Miller, who was just awful as always, spent a lot of the first half talking about how the Mavericks needed to run faster, and talked about how Luca's not in good enough shape. As Luca was carving up the Sixers, like it was, and I agree, I get his point. I tend to agree with it if if we're honest. Um, but it was just very funny. And then in the second half, he pivoted to talking about how the playoffs are slow. So maybe the Mavericks can't keep doing this. And it's like, well, pick one, weirdo. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but he had, he had a steal. They forced some turnovers in the first quarter. Um, and again, you know, they ended the first quarter up 38-37. So it's not like he made a huge impact, like, defensively. Uh, but it was still better. Like, it's still better than the, the Justin Holiday. Like, you know, like, I mean, he was he was at least doing stuff, like, you could you could feel his impact on the game in a way that like you know these other guys that they want to try out for that fifth starter spot just can't um and it's just because he's the only one of the only remaining like dynamite athlete like he's the best athlete on the team and you just putting him next you just after that indiana game i think the big thing for me was it's not that hard play your best players as much as possible together like mixing up green and the holiday and and like i think green holiday uh green luca and max only played five minutes in that pacers game together and it's like what are we like what are we doing stop yeah. making the game difficult because like we, we don't we know the uh, roster's already shorthanded you're yeah. now you're making it extra like it's like you're you're trying to manage the roster with one arm tied behind your back and the roster's already not in a in a perfect spot like just yeah play your best guys more often and they did that tonight and they won and it was still not perfect but like this is how they're going to have to win games. It's, a, it's just, it's just how, how it's going to happen for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're going to, can, they're going to lose games. Yeah. They might, the same yeah. thing. And, yeah. and there's really, they might not hit 25, they might right. not hit 25 threes. I mean, they, like, it can't be emphasized enough that they nearly blew this game. Like I, I would, I don't know what we would have talked about had the Mavericks had two 40 point scores for the first time in their history. And they lost. Like, thank God. What a hilarious. Like, I'm just glad we don't. Like, I'm glad we don't have to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Kyrie Irving. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Kyrie yeah. Irving talked last game about how he needs to be more assertive earlier. He did that tonight. Mm-hmm. He was really effective in the first quarter, and it did not take away at all from what Luca tends to like to do in the first quarter. And Again, like the the not to refer to the TNT stuff, but I think it matters. There's so much discussion about whether these two can fit, and honestly, it doesn't matter. The answer is yes. It's a matter of are you performing at 170 percent efficiency or not. Like that's the difference. Like they're gonna cook if these two are on the floor. The defense is what matters. I mean, Kyrie was 25 or 15 of 22. Good <laughs> gravy. Yeah, and he had two two rough games. Like we knew this was coming. Like he's yeah. too good a shooter. Like I think someone, you know, I think you said this in our last podcast. You were like, you know, the funny thing about this is if Kyrie 
plays like Kyrie, they probably win the last yep. two games. Like, I mean, if he hits one more three in both of those <laughs> games, they win. Like, that yeah. really is the simple part about this. Yeah. So, and I think what I really liked, I mean, Luca was still, I mean, he was, he was still complaining, but there was definitely a, a more give a shitness uh, level. On the defense, I thought so. Yeah. I mean, they were, this was a case of like, the defense was bad this game, not necessarily because of lack of effort, but it was just more just outmatched, you know? Uh, the roster is just outmatched. You, they, there wasn't as many like wide open backdoor cuts and, and stuff like, you know, wide open layups given up. It was more just like, hey, guys are just getting beat because not because of effort, but because of the other team is really good. And the Mavericks defense just doesn't have enough horses, you know. And I know that's like splitting hairs like the Sixers still like dominated the game offensively for the most part. But in terms of what we've seen the last couple of games, like. You know, I just didn't see as much like Lucas standing and watching someone get an offensive rebound and dunk, or, you know, someone getting a really easy layup because someone's standing around the rim, mm-hmm. not paying attention uh, and, and getting a layup off of an inbounds play, like stuff like that. That that didn't happen as much. Sixers still scored a lot because the Mavericks just, I mean, they basically have like t- two good defenders on the roster right now. Yeah, um, yeah I but, thought Embiid was like, Embiid was too cute by half. Yeah, it's like he expected to dominate and they you know, I understand like his game. Like I tend to think of him as like a low post guy, but he really is like a mid post. He likes to feast a lot in the old Dirk Nowitzki area and he's quite good. Mm-hmm. But I thought like some of the stuff he tried to do was just it was odd. Like they just need to run Harden and Bead pick and rolls over and over and over, and they will crush and they they just don't. Yeah. I mean, but I mean and beat at 35 and Harden at 27. Right. <laughs> so they still, I mean, it's kind of what 35. Jesus. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, the Sixers didn't lose this game because of their offense. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just, again, it was just, it was kind of like two, the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man mean this game. Like it was just how many times has the Mavericks been on the other end where the Sixers were, where they just had this dynamite offensive game, but they literally just couldn't get any type of stops and they lose. So. Again, it's not necessarily like, hey, things are fixed. Uh, You know, they could give up 120. You know, they play the Suns with Kevin Durant next. They could give up another 130, but this time only score 115. And, like, you know, we don't necessarily have any questions answered. The one thing I will say, um, you know, for talking about maybe tactics or something different, I did think that Kyrie did some really good stuff off the ball in this game. I think he came off some, some down screens and some dribble handoffs. I think Luca kind of fed him in a way that they weren't really doing as much in the first couple of games. Again, their offense has been fine for the most part since they've been traded. Right, but it's like visually, it's it's a lot more interesting. Yeah, some of the things they did, like you know, our our friend Iztok has been sort of scrounging at interesting stuff the Mavericks have done when he's been doing some of the things he does on Twitter. And he's gonna have some fun looking at this game. I mean, you yeah, could do it if, if like, like if anybody from our staff decided to. Like, there's some interesting things that they they could do. And and you know, I was I was texting with um another NBA guy, Dave DeFore, during the game, and I just can't help but wonder if they're looking ahead a little too much. Not like this game, but like overarchingly, it's like okay, we get to the playoffs. The Mavericks have an inside track to not play in the play-in. Like they can be in the top six but they have to execute. So it's like, let's not hold stuff back. Let's go. You know, it, it, it's one thing if you're playing a Spurs, but like a game like tonight, today's they like, I, not to be too, you know, I mean, they needed this in a big way. Yeah. And I was not looking forward to talking about them as a 500 basketball team, which they would have been had they lost. Mm-hmm. 
So it's, but you also it's, said after the Pacers gave you, you wouldn't have been shocked if they won this game. Oh no, no. I mean, and and this one honestly was, I guess, just due to matchups. This one concerned me a little more than the Suns, which I don't know. Maybe is stupid. It's because I don't really appreciate DeAndre Ayton, but I think the Suns have a similar depth issue to the Mavericks, even though they have you know uh, Ayton and. Booker and KD and Chris Paul. It's just, it's like, like if you go to the bench at any extended stretch with any of your stars, what do you have? And, you know, maybe the sun, the Suns have only played, I think one game to this point with KD. So it's a little bit of looking ahead. Maybe they come out and, and, you know, the Mavericks don't really have anybody that can bother KD, but to be fair, the Mavericks don't really have anybody that could bother Joel Embiid and they still won, you know, I, I, I don't know. Score him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sixers still had that. Sixers had 60 points in the paint. Um, they made uh, 30, 30 of their made field goals. So 30 of their 45 made field goals were in the paint or at the rim. That's wild. <laughs> so again, again, like, you know, nothing was <laughs> the things that are ailing the Mavericks are still ailing the Mavericks. The difference right. is, is they just, they have Kyrie and Luca, who can be the two best players on the floor. And like you look at this box score, and it's shockingly similar to just about every box score, except just instead of instead of Kyrie, you know, Dinwiddie with like fifteen, you have Kyrie with forty, and otherwise the box score looks shockingly similar to like just about every other Mavericks game. So that's the difference. That's why you make the trade, though, right? Like sure. you know, the team, this team doesn't win this game right without this trade. Like if this is the team pre-trade, they lose this game by one twenty-six to like. 100 right or something like that like they lose this game pretty bad so as weird as it is it is you know if you've got two of the top whatever you want to call them 15 20 10 i don't know where you want to rank them but when you've got two of those guys you can win any game you know you're in every game and you know this was this was an instance uh, and it also helps that reggie bullock did that thing where he just makes every single three for like a five minute stretch uh, mm-hmm. that was fun too you want to know something fun so Reggie Bullock entered this game. He shot 42.5% from three in February and 45% from three in January. So, uh, I mean, there's not as, like, not like, as much can, bickering about him lately. Can't, you know, if I feel like his contract next year is like unbelievably reasonable, I feel like it's a very uh, it's good like, price. Yeah, I think only like five million of it's guaranteed. Otherwise, it's uh, nine. Okay, it's nine is fa- like. Send him on vacation. Let him go do something else <laughs> through mid-December. Like, he doesn't need to be with the team. Go out into the community. Do some charity work. Don't play basketball because all you do is piss us off in that month, you know? <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Keep those legs fresh. Right, because he also, like, that's the other thing. The thing about Reggie this year that's been, his defense, he, he doesn't have any tread on his tires. He can't play defense. He's exhausted. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I wonder if he might be cooked on that end. So it's like, yeah, I, he, can't, he can't stay in front of anyone right now. Yeah. So. But hey, he's making threes. I mean, so. <laughs> well, the, um, did you, did you see the, 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 the bench plus minus is killing me? Did it you is. looked at this yet? Yeah. Everyone, the starters are all plus 15 or better, and the bench is like minus 20, minus 16. Christian Wood is a negative 21 in 14 minutes. Oh, yeah. He was terrible. The bench was yeah. pretty bad. Uh, Maxi was okay, but he kind of got saddled with some bad bench units. But again, yeah. Maxi, 
you know, it's again, it's the thing like you can't ask him to do everything. Like he can only no. do so much for uh, his for like for the second game back. He doesn't look like he was gone. And that yeah, and he made his threes, which is I big can deal. say, yeah. There was that stretch in the first half where they had Maxi at the five, and I think it was with most. He it was him with mostly like starters. Like it was like Kyrie, Luca, Maxi, Bullock, and and like mm. maybe Green, or it was Hardaway. It was you know, it was basically like four of the starters and and Maxi. And man, they just and most of the Philly starters were in, and man, they cooked. Like, Embiid was like a liability for a lot of this game because he can't move defensively. Uh, which is like kind of like a dirty secret with him. Like he's still yeah. pretty good when people try to challenge him at the rim because he's just, he's a monster and he's still smart around the rim. Like he's right. still, he is a really smart player. It's just, he can't like, he's had a lot of foot injuries and stuff like that. Like he just doesn't guard the perimeter and man, the Mavericks were playing that five out and it looked like what they did to the jazz and looked like what they did to the Suns, where they just played against the guy, a big that didn't want to step out to the perimeter and they just cooked him. Uh, and that's like you just squint and you look and you're like, oh, there's the formula. Like that's how they can win in the playoffs. Uh, not a lot of teams can match them in terms of the five out potential that they have. And if teams uh-huh. are matching them five out, it's like because they're going small, small. Like Maxi is just kind of so unique in that regard. That's why he's so important. So you can kind of squint and see and like maybe if you tighten up the the minutes even more, you don't rely on the men- the bench as much. And they go on a run in the playoffs maybe, but you know, the defense is just kind of is what it is. Yeah, no, I'm not. The last couple of days been really thinking because, you know, I went on the show I did with you the other night was I thought I was pretty poor. My thoughts were not collected. I was really off kilter because losing to the Pacers was just not what I expected. I don't know why I expected them to, to win. They never win when I expect them to, and they never, like, they always lose when I expect them to win. It's just, it's so... It's a confusing time. And then I went on the live show and I talked about this with a couple of people. And it's just, I think where I get really hung up in the conversation is when we try collectively, the, the, those of us who talk about the Mavs, to brush aside the very obvious weaknesses. Now, what I've seen the last three days since that loss was a lot of conversation about you know, it's focusing on the things that are working, which is fine, but some more open kind of addressing the fact that this team is is really not built to play, I think, the way kid would like them to. Like, they can't play defense. They just they're, one more, they're one more move away, and I don't think that's like... I mean, they're multiple moves away. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. But they, they need one more defensive, like, wing. Like, they right. need to recoup the fact that they lost... Two start like yeah, you when you trade two starters for one, it's just gonna cause some downhill effects. And there's no problem like saying that. And you know, for Ismet, like I'm still very bothered by Kid. I'm going to continue to be bothered by Kid. I've been sent so much stuff about the Bucks over the last three days, like reading (laughs) back through the history. That stuff's not gonna go away for me. Just isn't. But what I will say and I don't think we focused enough on this at the time because I was just really mad at kid is that what kid had to say was true. He didn't address Luca directly. That pissed me off though. He had since kind of came back around. I was like, yeah, I was talking about Luca. Duh. And the spectator comment was just, that's, it just overshadowed that's, that's, everything else. Yeah. That say. overshadowed everything else. And so it's like Falwell and Brian Damaris really tried to focus on the first half of what he's saying about Luca. And I understand why. But the second half is the part that really grinds my gears. However, I do think we have to, like, it's just, 
what they had to say about Luca needing to focus and not be a baby is true. I hear mm-hmm. it from like I hear it from non Mavs fans. I hear it from casual Mavs fans. It is now who he is regarded as, and that sucks. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, and like that's the part where it's like, okay, you just got to clean this up. And and you know what? The thing about a reputation, and I've learned this the hard way. The thing about a reputation is you do not shake that in a in a game, in a week, in a season. Took Dirk Nowitzki winning the damn championship to become anything other than soft. Right. So Luca has this rep, and he has to figure out how to get past it. And you know there. I still didn't see some stuff tonight. It's like he got he he got fouled on a make and complained about it the whole way down the floor. It's like you made the shot. They didn't call the foul. What good is the complaining doing? Stop. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to bring kind of broach that up because like I went so hard at kid because I didn't like kids as a signing. You know, I still <laughs> stick to my guns on this. It's okay. My opinion ultimately doesn't matter because I don't affect what the team does. They, Lord knows that. But it's just I I, I think that what he had to say was accurate it just it's like why did it take until game 60 of season two you're roughly 160 games into your career together with with kid and and luca why did it take that many games for for it to happen like this because it's been this way the whole time yeah it's been the way before before yeah before that's yeah so well i understand I'm I'm gonna have a great time kind of thinking about this game. I think that hopefully we see some like real deep dives into what you know the Lucas stuff we kind of know we've seen it. But what were the things that we're doing? What worked for Kyrie? I'm interested in that. I really am interested in that. Um and then, you know, just I I'm looking forward to the next game. Like the the well, I can't watch the next game. Crap. That that Sunday at noon game is not is I'm it might be one of the first games I miss all season. I'm very annoyed at that. <laughs> um okay well we'll hold down the fort for you yeah well, I mean, I, like hopefully i'll be back like i think i might be able to watch but i won't be able to watch the way i i i and so right the way i i usually do so if i get back in time maybe we'll record and you can tell me what i missed yeah for sure um i think the only thing we got to say mention before we leave is uh hardaway left in the second half with an injury did he really uh, Shit. yeah yeah it was very like he subbed out in the fourth quarter untucked his jersey walked straight to the locker room um no one followed up on what it was and i haven't seen anything post game just yet i'm sure maybe someone said it so maybe it wasn't serious but he did he did leave the game and go to the locker room uh hopefully you know he tweaked his hamstring i think a couple like a couple weeks ago i uh, hope he didn't re-aggravate anything there oh yeah, and then he did something to his ankle and his foot last game didn't he i, I think so yeah. That right Either, yeah i'm not seeing any well that would yet. be that would he's quietly been pretty well so so let me we we need to offer this correction we were wrong about christian wood he actually came back but we did we we noted that in our previous podcast and i saw somebody in the chat wonder if if tim hardaway pulled a christian wood and just went back to the locker room because i mean tim was no no which i was that doesn't sound like he was having a good he was having a good game too like i mean well not defensively he was making shots at least so yeah (laughs) All right, my guy, we'll be back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Look for stuff up on Mavs Moneyball, and we will talk with you when we talk to you. Go Mavs. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.